Hi, I'm Nick Warren. As you know, our new learning system, iLearn, launches in just a few weeks' time. So this is the penultimate episode in this podcast series. Because from January, all First Quantum's managers, superintendents and supervisors will have access to the full iLearn system. And we are really excited about sharing the full iLearn experience with you. But back to this week's episode. In this penultimate podcast, writer and broadcaster Kirsty Mack talks about how we can bring the best out of our people. Hi, First Quantum Leaders. I'm Kirsty, Kirsty Mack, and I'm a leadership consultant, a coach, a podcaster, and, and I work with individuals and teams on their leadership, on sort of business development, conversations, communication, coaching. And I got into this game about, I hate saying it out loud, 18 years ago to, well, actually, the reason my origin story is through death by PowerPoint. This will resonate with quite a lot of you. We've all experienced death by PowerPoint. But I actually could have experienced death by PowerPoint. Um, I was working late. Um, I was working on something known as the Global Account Plan. My background is in sales and marketing. I was heading up. At that point, um, I was heading up the business development team for an organisation. And the beautiful Global Account Plan was 168. I can still remember the amount of slides. 168 slides, people. And it was grey with a red line. It was really impactful. And I ended up calling home. It was just one of those check-in calls with nothing to say apart from the fact that I had a really sore arm and a sore chest and I decided to work late and then I ended up in hospital so that could have been my epitaph death by powerpoint and it was a wake-up call for me it was a what are you doing kind of call and it caused me to decide to learn to be a coach. It caused me to decide to actually really understand the psychology behind why we do what we do and really got me looking at leadership. We talk a lot about B2B and B2C and I think actually we've forgotten a lot of H to H, that human to human connection. And we have actually, you know, in the studies that I've found and learning about sort of all the tests that I got from my heart was that we actually have about starting to say about 30 of these little heart hassles. It just sounds actually quite delightful, a heart hassle, but 30 of these heart hassles a day. And, and it has the same impact on our heart than a big situation can have. And I think our role as leaders is to, well, minimise the heart hassles as much as we can, but create an environment that brings out the best in people's capability and the best in their potential. It's really about how we show up, how we generate conversations, how we ensure that people feel safe. One of the studies that was done with by LinkedIn, I think now it must be back in 2019 with 6,000 people, was what is the number one thing that you need from your organisation? And it was to feel heard. And that is a fundamental human need. And how do we as leaders ensure that that happens? I think it's really important. Values and beliefs are incredibly important to all of us, which sounds like a really silly thing to say, but it is they are fundamental to who we are. And, and I think organisations that do the values and beliefs well get people 
built into the process rather than bought into the process. You know, if I'm going to sell you, you know, if I, I want you to be bought in, I'm selling you something. You might go, yeah, Kirsty, fascinating, but maybe not actually carry anything through when, when I'm not there. But if people are built in, then that's different. They feel that they've contributed. And I've been in many organisations that have their values and beliefs on a lanyard. Brilliant. Maybe even pop them on a screensaver. That'll really land them. Fundamentally, what does it mean? What's the so what? What's the resonance for every single person? And that as leaders is what we can do is to ensure that we are demonstrating them and that we know the so whatness for us. And I think it goes back to how we set them up and how we put them across the organisation. I remember working with one board who had nine behaviours. Brilliant, but they couldn't remember them. I remember being in a board meeting with them and they were like, yeah, so this one, this one. Oh, I can only ever get to six. And everyone laughed and I was like, hmm. <laughs> if you... If you're only getting to six, what about the 10,500 members of your organisation? You guys came up with these. And so really thinking about how do you demonstrate the values and how do you have the conversations that really matter to ensure that the values or the behaviours are really working and being demonstrated. We get the behaviours we walk past. So you walk in past behaviours that you think aren't right. And so it's important that conversations are incredibly important. Now, I know you're all really important listening to this, right? You're all leaders, right? That's it, said you're important. But fundamentally, all you're doing is having conversations. Whether it be face-to-face, if indeed that's existing right now as I record this in 2020. If it's on a Teams call and a Zooms call and a Hangout or a... WhatsApp or fundamentally all of it is having conversations. One of my most favourite quotes that I use a gazillion times a day is by Werner Erhard and it says, a problem only ever exists in the absence of the right conversation. And I love it so much. I want to say it again, a problem only ever exists in the absence of the right conversation. Now that might not be true. But what if it was? What if we held it as true? What if we decided as leaders that we would have the conversations? We'd have the background conversations. We would voice them because, you know, any meeting, whether that be online or offline, if we say that now, then there's always a background conversation. And sometimes it's palpable. And so it's really incumbent upon all of us because we've all, we've seen it through this time in 2020 that we need to have conversations in order for us to move forward. We, we've all found out what agile means. We thought we knew before 2020, but actually we need further conversations in order for us to be nimble going forward, in order for us to ensure that we can navigate through whatever is next from an economy perspective, from a leadership perspective. And so really thinking about the conversations, the missing conversations, the dialogue that is important for us to move the organisation forward. What does it mean for FQM? What would be the conversation that would really make a difference? And always have the conversation with the right person. (laughs) Because countless times we think we've had the conversation, we kind of trick our brain. We think we've had the conversation, but we've had the conversation about the person and not to the person. 
And conversation requires listening. The best leaders I have ever worked with, whether they be leading a company, a team, a country, are those that are generous listeners. I often say that we need a good listening to rather than a good talking to. This goes back to people feeling heard and it's generously listening. It's, it's whole body listening. It's not that, mm-hmm, I'm listening. If you as a leader can generate your listening skills, there's a book called 7,000 Ways to Listen by Mark Nepo. And he came up with that because he found out that there were 7,000 languages in the world. So by that very nature, there must be 7,000 ways to listen. And depending on our personality types, we're all going to be listening for certain things in a conversation. But if you can transcend your own personality type, if you can transcend your own inner dialogue, if you can transcend the judgment or the attention or the dominance that you want to have in that conversation, then you can be opening up a conversation that is required to happen that could move the project, move the team, move the organisation, move the relationship forward. And, and so any work that I'm doing with leaders is about the different types of leadership conversations, the missing conversations, the background conversations, and, and exposing those that should be happening that just are not happening. And I think as leaders, if we can instill belief in other people, but we have to have that belief in ourselves as well, we have to believe that we can make a dent in the organisation, that we can really move it forward. One of my most favourite humans is a gentleman called Miles Hilton Barber. I, I, I can't remember the first time, I can't remember the date of the first time that I saw him, but I can remember the feelings viscerally of when I first met Miles. And Miles, if you don't know him, is, is a blind adventurer. He is a just the most incredible human. And I remember his business card, which is him at the bottom of the Red Sea with a white stick leading the expedition at the bottom of the Red Sea. Oh, and it said the only limits in your life are those that you accept yourself. I can still see that business card as vividly as when I was first handed it to and so as leaders, what beliefs do you hold about yourselves? Are they enabling connection? Are they enabling conversations? Are they enabling compassion? There's been a lot of C words this year in 2020, and it takes courage to have those conversations. It takes compassion and care and consideration for us to enable those conversations. And so we have to believe that they are important. And so as a leader, are you getting a good listening to? <laughs> if not, then what's the conversation that you could have? Are you giving a good listening to your team? Are you having the right conversations with the right people? And what are you doing to generate H to H? We've demonstrated as a global entity the human to human connections that are required in order to make things happen in order for us to move things forward and we could be in danger of forgetting a lot of that and so how can we ensure that we are setting up an environment that brings out the best in people's capability and potential that we're giving people a good listening to that we're having the right conversations that we're instilling belief 
in ourselves and other people. And that's a pretty good place for us to start. Thank you for giving me the opportunity of, of speaking to you and have a, the most delightful day. That's it for this week's podcast. In next week's final episode, some of our iLearn podcast speakers return again to share with us one more time some of their stories, experiences and insights. But for now, thanks for listening. Thank you.